Ed Peters, and on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today with our study of the Sermon on the Mount, moving on to verses 16 through 18 of Matthew chapter 6. These verses bring us to the third act of righteousness introduced here in this chapter. The first focused on the act of giving alms. That was in verses 2 through 4. The second, the act of praying, verses 5 through 15. And now here in verses 16 through 18, the act of fasting. In each of these three illustrations dealing with the acts of righteousness, our Lord's teaching does not focus primarily on the act, but on the way the act is carried out. Each of these acts of righteousness are to be done in secret between the soul and God, not calling attention to self, thereby seeking glory from men. You should bring no notice to yourself. In the opening verse of this sixth chapter, Matthew quotes the words of Jesus, and they read, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, here are verses 16 through 18 of Matthew chapter 6, our Lord's instruction for fasting. And they read, And now about fasting. When you fast, declining your food for a spiritual purpose, don't do it publicly as the hypocrites do who try to look wan and disheveled so that people will feel sorry for them. Truly, that is the only reward that they will ever get. But when you fast, put on festive clothing so that no one will suspect that you are hungry, except your Father, who knows every secret, and he will reward you.
Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. For the past several weeks, I have focused on two principal acts of Jewish piety, giving and praying. I emphasized particularly the Lord's Prayer, the prayer given to the disciples by Jesus as a model in Matthew chapter 6. The disciples wanted a prayer that would be distinctive, not like the pagans, nor like the Pharisees. So Jesus explained that they should not make a show of prayers. That was true also of giving, by the way. In talking with God, the disciples should not babble like the pagans. Exactly what that meant isn't certain. It may mean that they shouldn't just recite prayers, that is, say the same thing over and over, like reciting the Lord's Prayer over and over. No doubt by babbling was meant mechanical praying. Maybe it might have suggested that they keep their prayers reasonably short. The Lord's Prayer contains only 58 Greek words. The pagans had reasons for babbling. They felt that they could change the minds of their gods by badgering them with words. The Baal worshippers cried from morning until evening around Elijah's altar, 1 Kings 8.26. The Jews at Ephesus shouted, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians, for two hours, Acts 19.34. The Pharisees had many prayers, perhaps as many as a hundred. They assumed God needed to be given all kinds of information. Of course he doesn't. Nor do we need to change his mind. We should never pray in order to change God's will. In fact, just the opposite should be true. Your will be done should be in every prayer. Far be it from us to attempt to get God to change his mind and will. Now, there was a third act of Jewish piety that Matthew mentions, after giving and praying, and that is fasting, abstaining from food and other things. All three, giving to the needy, praying, and fasting, offered opportunities for religious, pompous, theatrical display. At this, the Pharisees excelled. They fasted twice a week. And some of the Pharisees evidently made these times occasions for arrogant display of their piety. Of course, many rabbis condemned this pretentious show of superior piety, as did Jesus. Now, Jesus addressed this matter. Matthew, in chapter 6, 16-18, puts it this way. When you fast, do not look sober as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Much is made of fasting in some Eastern religions and in the Old Testament. Moses fasted, as did Daniel, as did the people of Israel in times of national and spiritual distress. Jesus, of course, fasted, and Jesus assumes that his disciples will fast. But the New Testament writers do not stipulate certain times for fasting, 
we must take great care in this matter. Fasting appears inconsistent with the joyous nature of the Christian life, although it might be employed for personal discipline and devotion. We should urgently avoid fasting in order to force God to see a certain problem. That is a pagan idea and does not honor the God who sees. Nor should Christians fast to prove to God they are genuine and sincere. That too is out of character. Jesus doesn't tell us in these words in Matthew when or how to fast. He tells us how not to fast. I believe that personal private fast may be in order for the exercise of self-discipline, for special devotion, or because of some other special circumstance. In the New Testament, such observance is up to the individual, and what one person does should not be a rule for another. But especially indecent, cheap, and in poor taste, to say the least, is to flaunt the exercise and to publicly display supposed spirituality. Jesus calls many of these men performing these outward acts of demonstration piety as hypocrites. When you think of it, that's a terrible term. A hypocrite is worse than an admitted sinner. A sinner generally admits what he is and does. A hypocrite pretends he is pious when he isn't. That's a double sin. As one writer put it, the actual sins of his life he hides, and a piety which he does not possess he parades. A hypocrite is an actor who puts on a false face, a mask. Everybody knows he isn't real, and he himself knows it too. But the religious hypocrite thinks he's fooling others when he is only fooling himself. The bottom line in all three of these acts of piety is honesty and sincerity. Only to profess to know Christ is worse than admitting you don't know him. In the human heart are mixed motives. There is the desire to know the Lord, but there is the desire for human recognition and praise. Even that which is good and proper may be turned into something destructive and dishonoring to our Lord. It all boils down to motive. Should we seek the praise of people, or should we seek the glory of God? The answer is clear.
What's News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.